0: This morning, my desire, uh, whether I'll accomplish it or not, I hope I will, uh, is to encourage uh, us all, but especially mothers and women, uh, in their role, uh, in their God designed role as mothers, wives, uh, counterparts. But not just for them. uh, I want to talk to the men this morning and uh, the children, uh, the men, young men, and, and children as well to instruct them on the value of mothers and motherhood. Uh, sometimes we struggle to get this right. Uh, sometimes we struggle to remember what God has said in His Word. Um, I, I realize that that this is a, a tough task this morning. I, I know that many of you come in discouraged this morning about your roles, uh, whether that be your family, whether that be your relationship with your husband, uh, whether that be your relationship with your kids. And so uh take this as it is uh from God an encouragement about what uh, God has for you. I realize that mothering as I shared earlier um I think about even our, our attempts as uh, sons and husbands to honor uh women, uh honor our mothers, uh that even for the kids they uh they were thinking through We always think of a task to do. What can I do for my mom? How can I uh, check this off? How can I show her that I care about her and then go back to the old relationship that I have all the rest of the days of the year where I depend on her? Um, If mothering were like that, uh, it'd be pretty easy, wouldn't it, ladies? The one-hit wonder. Uh, You work really hard for a moment. Uh, You... Produce something a meal or a time, or you're sweet or you're kind, or you minister to your family for a moment, and then it's done it's over, uh, but it's never over, is it uh, the role of a mom and the the opportunities to bless your family and to uh, fill your role in your home they 're just never over with they're never done. Um, it's interesting too, that the perseverance that that takes um- m- most of the time uh, we can persevere if things are going well uh It's easy to finish a game where you're you're killing it right you're you're doing everything right uh I don't know why this is, but uh for uh moms especially uh they struggle uh with the missing mark or the the one wrong answer. Uh, they get the test back, uh, and they bemoan the, the ones that they got wrong. I, I don't know why this is, but usually men, uh, focus on just a few that they got right. Uh, and feel encouraged by that, not the one or two that they got wrong. Uh, this makes persevering difficult. And, uh, I know, especially as I've shared with some of you who are older and even grandparents, that uh, it's hard to finish strong because all the the mistakes along the way come back to haunt you. And I just want to encourage you this morning from God's Word. I want you to hear from God because I think it will be encouraging to you that He is with you, that He is with you, that He covers you. Uh, that He is the one uh, that will help you get to the end, to the end, uh, in your persevering in your role as mom. With uh, that in mind, uh, I'd like to pray and just ask that God would use our time, that He would encourage us now uh, from His Word. God, thank You uh, for Your tender love for us, uh, that Your love being the ultimate picture of love You loved us so much, you sent your Son, Jesus. God, I ask especially for the ladies here today that you would encourage them from your Word, that they would be uh, energized in their role, um, where you have them in life, the season of life you have them. God, I ask that you would help us to uh, not just put, uh, put words out there, but put feet to those words and actions as well. Uh, that they would be encouraged, that they are part of a team, that they are uh, moving uh, at your will uh, with others in different roles as well um, as we seek to honor you here in this place. God, protect their hearts uh, from discouragement. And uh, God, thank you for the mothers that you've granted us that are here today. Uh, we ask your blessing on your church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This morning, if you want to start in uh, the book of Genesis, I I want to talk to you uh, just about um, the real basis, the basis uh, for how we get moms. Uh, You you look in the book of Genesis and the creation accounts and and the second chapter of the book of Genesis, it takes a a picture, really a, a magnifying glass if you will, gives you a fuller picture on the creation of man and the creation of woman. Uh, there's some very important things that you need to realize that Adam was created first. Um, and yet uh, it says that it was not good. Uh, as you look at all of creation and all of what the our, our God made and his uh, amazing design, Uh That it was all complete and as it should be except for one. It's that Adam. And uh, as you look at uh, chapter 2, verse 18, uh, it says this. The Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. Um, Some of you think that's funny. uh, Because it makes it sound like man can't be trusted. Uh you shouldn't be left alone, you know. Uh it's not that, it's the loneliness of life. The it's the counterpart, if you will. Uh it says that he, he said it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Suitable for him. It's this idea of counterpart. It will be the 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 other partner, the, the needed partner that comes together for completeness. And as you look at this, you realize this is part of creation. This is part of creation. This is before your time, okay? Uh, It's interesting when we look at history, uh, those of you who are older look at people who are younger, and you you realize that they don't understand some things because they weren't around when it was happening. Uh, Some of you Talking, you you could tell us of different events that you participated. You didn't, it wasn't something you read in a history book. You lived it. Um, And sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad, right? Uh, To be able to speak of history uh, from your own eyesight. But as we look at this, we look at it as the history book. We see from the beginning of time that there was Adam and then there was Eve. She was the suitable partner. Um, And as this passage goes on in chapter 2, you see that the animals had this perfect creation. But for Adam, it says there was no suitable helper found. And so uh, God created. It goes on to talk about God's creation and His special, amazing creation of woman and brought her to man. And then in really concluding as he saw the beauty and the importance and the greatness of the creation, it says that that is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. And I'd say it this way, and a family is born. And a family is born. A new family is born. And there's this beautiful Picture amazing design of generations. Before there were generations, they spoke of generations in the book of Genesis. Before Adam and Eve didn't have father and mother, right? Uh, but as he sets this up, as created, as created, this is the way it will work best. Uh, there's Adam. It's not right. It's not good. He's alone and created Eve, so Eve was created as this perfect counterpart for Adam. This morning, uh, on the basis of that, I want to take a look at really the truths about moms that we must not forget. We must not forget. And the, the reason that we forget what God has said about moms, mothers, the reason that we forget is because we go to our own ideas. We go to our own ideas. We shrink back. We look uh, to popular culture. We look to what our peers say or what our friends are doing. We keep up with the Kardashians. And we say, you know, when I get big, I want to look like that. I want to be like that. And I want to even say this about uh, those things that we see the reality on TV. It really isn't reality. It really isn't reality. There's a sense of simplicity and, uh, you know, this idea of common and even basic that's beautiful in the home. When a man and a woman come together in marriage, fulfilling their roles one to another and to Uh, their next generation, that this is what God has intended. And I realized this morning, I just want to say this before we really get rolling. You don't have to believe this. You don't have to believe this. You don't have to believe God's word. Uh, You can reject it. You can reject it. Um, I encourage you not to. Uh, If I were to tell you this morning that um you know stone wall at your house, and you say, Well, I, I want to take it down. And so I'll just take my head and I'll bang on it until it goes down. I want to tell you, uh, you, you can do that. You can do that. But it will bring pain, misery to your life. And for some of you here this morning, it might be the pain and misery that stops today, that stops. I had a professor who said it feels really good when you stop banging your head against the wall. It feels really good. And, and there's a frustration that comes to life, comes comes from life uh, when we try to do it the wrong way and hope that somehow it's going to work out well for us. I want to tell you that God has created this life uh, with intention, with, with purpose, uh, with Uh, purposeful design that would will go well if you follow it and so this morning we have some truths about moms that we must not forget Uh, if I were to tell you uh, or maybe for you uh, you forgot the stove was hot you forgot the stove was hot you know it's winter time around here and you you put your hand on the stove you're quickly going to remember right Uh, I want to tell you, don't forget these things because it will be painful for you. It's interesting in our world today, um, the waves of culture are powerful. Waves of culture are powerful. And and there's this drawing us in, causing us to be caught and, and taken downstream. It's interesting that uh, lies, especially lies when it comes to against the word of God, it's hard for us. It's difficult because when the lies are told over and over and over again, we quickly say to ourselves, well, um, this person said it must be right. Or this group, uh, do you know that most people believe that? You know, 60% of America believe like uh, when we start talking like that, The lies sound like truth. And so this morning, my my goal is to hear from God, for us to look to His Word. So I got truths. I got 10 of them this morning, but I don't think I'll go that long, but I can't promise you anything. Truths about moms we must not forget. The first one is this. We've already looked at it. Moms are created by God. Moms are created by God. The, The invention of motherhood the invention of motherhood, was God's design. God's design. When we uh, look at ideas especially, um, we like to challenge ideas. We like to say, uh, I don't buy into that. You have a different idea. Your opinion's as good as mine. Uh, I don't believe that that's the way to go. I have a better idea. I want to tell you that the invention of motherhood, that role in a family, That position in society of being a mother was God's invention. You look at uh, uh, really the passage that we began in, chapter 2. You see the creation of Adam, the creation of Eve, and the setting up of a family. If you would skip over to chapter uh, 4, you'd read and you'd see the, the first Mother's Day, if you will, at the beginning. It's when the first births happen. It's this idea of a, a mom now becoming a, a mother, a next generation, raising that next generation. And so to, to remember that to be a woman, to be a mother is God's special creation That that completes a man. And as we move on in, in that same role, to think through this, that moms have a special role. This is number two. Moms have a special role in birth and care. It's interesting to me, and and you know we get so used to the way things are. Um, you know, men men are never pregnant. I know that's an obvious fact this morning, and i'm not going to act like i am i'm not going to strap one of those things on, and some of you think that maybe maybe he's a little pregnant right now or whatever but But this idea that you think about that and 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 we like to say that everything's the same everything's the same men and women are just the same, and that's so it's not even logical it's not even close and you go on and you can see in the cursing after sin that there will be great pain in childbirth and that makes the idea of having children uh, difficult. Uh, Like I said before, just talking about that makes a guy nervous, you know. Uh, but, But this idea to know this and to realize, and even as we study and consider that God has given the special role, the important role, In the bringing about of life and the initial care of a child to the mother. To the mother, not to the father. You you look at this and you realize the special uh, role in birth and care that God has given uh, in creation to mothers. And really to provide the basis of this amazing connected relationship that start even before their first birthday. It's interesting for a man to watch his wife uh, as she becomes pregnant, as she be, the baby begins to grow within her. Uh, there's this special role that you don't really get to be a part of. Uh, the scripture speaks of the special place or the secret place where those babies come together. And, and you realize that God is doing an unseen work at that time. And what he is doing is connecting the mother to the child. And really that, that whole process where he is using the mother uh, to bring about that next generation. And so what does that tell us? Well, that moms have a special role, a special role. They were created by God, but they also have a special role. Which brings us again, uh, same passage, uh, chapter 2 of Genesis. And this may sound obvious as well, but moms are not men. Moms are not men. As you look at this, and obviously it was on my mind as I was uh, talking to the kids today, and it's important, it's not the same. It's not the same. Uh, Moms are not men. There's a special role that God did not create Adam, another Adam. He didn't just need another partner. It's not just that anyone would do. It's interesting, there are jobs where anyone will do, right? Uh, There's jobs in this life. There's there's things that, that I have done, positions that I have had, that I've gotten paid to do that anyone would have done. Anyone could have done. There's roles like that in life where it doesn't matter. Just a warm body will do. It doesn't matter who you are, what you are, whatever. And yet God in His creation, He made mothers different from men. Different. And as you look at that, you realize that that's part of His creation. That's part of His plan. I want to tell you that... Uh, as we look at this, he made the perfect counterpart for man, different, and really to fill in that what was lacking, create this amazing partnership that would set up this next generation, really one at a time, right for the most part, it's just one this idea of setting up this next generation that it took two to make one. As you look at this, you realize this is all part of God's creation, that moms are not men. It says in Genesis that animals had their counterpart. They were made purposefully as they were made. But for Adam, there wasn't anyone. And God did this perfect counterpart. If We forget this. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. We're in trouble as a society, but we're in trouble in your family. In your particular family, you're in trouble when you forget that men and women are different and that is by God's design. Be careful, men, when you start applying uh, what you think to your wife. Be careful when you Say, well, I would have done it like this. And that's obviously the right way. Be careful, not not just relationally that that's problems, but to think through that God gave you a partner. God gave you someone uh, to partner with in the uh, really the shepherding and the discipling and the raising of the next generation. He purposely gave you someone that thinks differently. That would have different opinions. That would uh, value things differently for your benefit. Ladies, I want to encourage you. uh, When you start to sing the the song from the great Annie uh, musical. Anything you can do, I can do better. Be careful. Uh, God hasn't made you to be a man nor has he made your husband to be a woman. To find these roles to realize that God has not made you to compete with one another. He's not made you to compete with one another, but to partner with one another. The fulfilling of God's will in your home and in this world. Moms are not men. Fourthly, Moms are in permanent God-designed partnership. We read this in Genesis uh, 2 as well. The, this amazing partnership is a beginning of a new family. Use that word partnership all, over and over again. That's what we're shooting for. I know we don't do it very well. I don't do it very well. It's this idea that we come together, that we partner with one another. Even as I shared last week uh, from the book of uh Ecclesiastes, two are better than one. Better to be together. We should work on this. We should look for ways that we could partner with one another. And this permanent God-designed partnership is for mom's benefit and for kid's benefit. It's interesting. uh, As we look at... um, The role of mama, I shared earlier about the failings of mama, those things where they miss it on a daily basis or in some particular area. Number five, I would just say this, that moms are not enough. Moms are not enough. I know that some of you uh, seek to be superwoman. That's a great, I don't think you do it just for the sake of pride. I think you do it because you realize your situation needs it. Right, you realize there's more to do than can be done. You realize that uh your kids and your husband they they need your service, they need your your input, they need your raising, and it can't wait till tomorrow and so you seek to be super mom, and there's a sense where your cape uh looks a little tattered and torn, and you know there's kryptonite out there, right, and some things take you out. I want to tell you that. Uh, moms are not enough, but with a relationship with Jesus Christ, that relationship with uh, the one who laid down his life so that you could have relationship with the Father, God and a mom are invincible. They're not enough, but with Him, they're invincible. Moving on to number six. Mom's love for the scripture will benefit their kids. In Second Timothy chapter one, uh, one of my favorite Mother's Day uh, passages, one of my favorite ones. Uh, it says this interesting thing. If you want to turn there, please do. Second Timothy uh, chapter one verse five. As you look at that passage, you realize uh, if I were to ask you what um, what prepares a man most to be a pastor and some of you would say right away uh, you realize it's mother's day you'd say mom Um, I I realized that uh, most of the time when we talk about what do you need to be a pastor most of the time we say well you need to go to bible school you need to go to some christian college where you could study the scripture and probably that won't be enough Probably you need to go to seminary or some advanced degree where you can learn Greek and Hebrew and study historical theology and uh, understand and get a right, proper perspective as you head off into the ministry. This is what you need. This is what it takes to be a pastor. I want to tell you that uh, I don't think that Timothy went to any Bible college. I don't think he had any seminary professors But this is what it says, and this is so interesting. Paul is writing to Timothy. Paul, the older man, writing to Timothy, the younger man. And he speaks to him to go and shepherd, to pastor, to take care of people. And how did he prepare him? As you look at this, you'll find this astounding little verse in here. Verse 5. He's talking about, it's a, in the intro, it's really his first connection to this letter from Paul to Timothy, and he says this in verse verse 5. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and now I'm sure dwells in you as well. What an amazing thing, isn't it? Faith that transferred from a mother to a daughter and from a daughter to a son that would somehow prepare him and fit him to be a man. To be a man. Not just any man, but a man who would lead the church of Jesus Christ. You you say, well, a, a lot of times you. You say, as a woman or a man, so, I, mean, oh, I don't know the scriptures that well i don't I don't know you know I'm not a great mind, I'm not a seminary professor i I couldn't go to those things. I wasn't able to you say i i can't i I can't do it I want to tell you it's a, it's a simple thing to pursue God. it's a simple thing to read his word. It's a simple thing to love it and to let it both leak out and purposely leak out onto your kids. It's not too late. It's not too late. There's this lifelong process that's so encouraging uh, for anyone to look to their mother or their father and to realize they're growing to love Him more. They're growing. Their faith is greater in Him. It's interesting too, faith is displayed, right? Faith is displayed in the difficulties of life. And as you walk with the Lord, you have the Scripture, you you trust in His Word, you trust in His goodness. Uh, your kids will see that, your grandkids will see that as you seek to honor Him in the difficulties of life. So mom's love for the Scripture will benefit their kids. It's not just that your kids would know God but that they would know that you know God and as an example it would leak out onto them number eight um, I'm sorry uh, number seven moms have a special mom sort of love everybody knows this everybody knows this Everybody knows there's a tenderness and a kindness. There, everyone knows there's an affection. There, everyone knows that there's this special mom sort of thing with the, their children. And it might go back to those early days. In fact, this passage uh, implies that it does go back to those early days, the uh, the birthing process and the early uh, nutrition of a child. And this mom special sort of mom sort of love is displayed as the way that we should love one another within the church and how we should give and it's sacrificial right sacrificial it's a giving of themselves in fact uh <laughs> practically and just physiologically it is it is evident that a mom gives of herself in the birth uh, some of the, the young moms around here, they, they've they gotten sick and they've uh, not felt well during the pregnancy time. and um, With all the encouragement I can muster, I can say to them, that proves that that kid's sucking the life out of you from the inside. And that's good. That's good. You're already being a good mom in that you are sacrificing for them. You are giving to them out of yourself. As we look at the scriptures in Second Thessalonians, or First Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul's describing his gentle love and his concern for this church that he says this, he says, but we were gentle among you like a mur- nursing mother taking care of her own children. What a, what a picture, what a picture, what a picture that is, is, is worth it. It is a picture uh, of a mother taking care of her own children. Her giving to her children what they need. Stopping, taking a time out from their own desires. Setting those aside for the benefit of their child. I want to tell you, uh, for you moms that do that over and over, thank you, thank you for setting aside what what is best for you, for your children. I know it's hard for us who uh, haven't had children or uh, we haven't been in that role of mom. But I would encourage you to be in awe of it. Be in awe of it. Because God's trying to teach you what love is with this picture of that mom that that have a special mom sort of love for their children. Number eight. Uh, moms who have a foundation are a foundation for their kids. Moms who have a foundation are a foundation for their kids um, you see it all around you see it all around. Some of you have experienced it uh, growing up, uh, kids are crazy kids are crazy. Um, I just want to leave that generally out there. You can uh, provide your own illustrations as we uh, as I speak. Kids are crazy. they like to jump off roofs. Uh, they like to run out in the street. They love to touch the stove. They love to live recklessly. They don't know the difference between a good friend and a bad friend. They don't know it. They don't know when to go to bed. They don't know what to eat. Um, by the way, one of your sons was eating ice cream for breakfast this morning when we looked away. I won't tell you which one, but you could probably figure it out. Um, just They don't know. They don't know uh and and they can't just be told once either right they don't know and there's this built-in chaos built-in chaos to the to the life and heart of children there's an immaturity that says i will do wrong if you let me i will do wrong if you don't stop me i i will mess up my life at any given point if you stand out of the way but I want to say this. Moms who have a foundation are a foundation for their kids. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 20 it's t- it's a Ephesians is a book about the church and it's talking about uh how the church is formed in the plan of God That it's brought together and there's a foundation to this church. And then there goes out and there's local churches as well. And in the midst of it, it says this. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 20. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. The point is this. In the role of shepherding. In the role of shepherding, right? We've talk, we talk about this all the time. We are prone to the freak out, right? Moms, uh, is there anything to freak out about in your life right now? Is there anything going on that you can, if you think about it long enough, you could freak out? Yes. Uh, There's thousands of things, right? There are thousands of things, both big and small. And so how how do you hold it together, mom? How do you... Hold it together, grandmother. There's only one way that you would be found on that foundation, that chief cornerstone, Jesus Christ, that you would have a relationship in your instability, that you would be stable because you're found on the cornerstone, the foundation, the one that will not be moved, will not be moved. And I want to tell you, your kids, your grandkids will benefit because you're founded. They're they're in they're unstable, they're immature, they're reckless, but as you provide for them that foundation, that stability that comes from Jesus, your kids will benefit. That's what we're supposed to be. Parents to children. Number nine. Moms have a permanent and changing role in their children's lives. One really that can't be replaced. Can't be. I mean, we, we could play roles in other people's lives. We can do this in God-intended sort of ways where we bless those who don't have um, mothers. But in Ephesians chapter 6, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. God put mothers in that permanent role that children's children would learn to obey. That they would be that authority in their life. That they would be those ones that guide and protect. I want to say this, that it's a permanent and changing role in their children's lives. Because as time goes on. Uh, it becomes less of the, the obedience and more of the encouraging and th- until they take their place next to you in the raising of next generation, until they take the, their place next to you as another adult follower of Jesus Christ. If they have a permanent relationship. It's not something that's temporary. You say, well, forget it. You know, I, I raised them. You know, they're 10. They can figure it out from here, right? Uh... They're 10. Hey, they're 18. Right? I want to tell you there's this uh, ever-changing but permanent relationship that God places us in in the family. Moms have a permanent and changing role in children's lives. Number 10. Number 10. Psalm 127, verse 3. Please turn there. Psalm 127, verse 3. God's word says this, makes it clear, makes it clear. Uh, And I want to think, I want you to think moms right now. Did you get a gift today? Did you get a gift today? Did you get a phone call? Did you get some poorly cooked breakfast? Uh, Burnt toast or half mixed orange juice or all those things, right? Uh, Did you get a gift today? And I want to tell you, I know you got a gift. I know you got a gift. Look at uh, Psalm 127, verse 3. Different translations will translate translate this a little bit differently, but I I want you to get the point. He says this, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb, a reward. The fruit of the womb, a reward. Children are heritage from the Lord. The word heritage, uh, in other translations, it says inheritance or gift. This idea here, um, I could give you a gift certificate uh, from a restaurant in town. And you'd love it. You'd love it. Most of you would love it. You'd, you'd take it and you'd go and you'd go share in a meal and you'd say, uh, Kevin gave me this gift, this gift. And, oh, it's a great gift. We had to enjoy a good meal. It's over. It's over. The word here and the wording is meant to be this long-lasting generational gift that will always be true. It's, It's the idea of setting you up with riches. Setting you up with riches. And I want to tell you that mom's special gift is their children. It is their children. It's not what their children do. It's not the fact that they... Uh, give you a gift in return. It's not something that they can give you. It's that God has given you a gift in your children. And I realize, as I said earlier, uh, children aren't easy. They don't always think, uh, you, you don't always quickly go to what a gift they are. Some days you're looking for the receipt. You know, uh, what are the returns of the store? You know, uh, like Costco they'll take anything at Costco right uh ah, children are a gift and i want to tell you i want to tell you it's it's important for you to remember that it's important for you to remember that because as a parent and especially as a mom there will be days where it doesn't seem that way to remember that god has said in his eternal word for us behold children are a heritage from the lord the fruit of the womb a reward I tell you, ladies, uh, I know you're overlooked. I know you're overlooked by culture. You're, you're even uh, mocked in culture for being a mom. You're overlooked. You're so, many times you're overlooked by husbands. You say, what, "What's the big deal? Why is it so difficult?" Uh, you, you'll be overlooked by your kids, maybe for a lifetime. Maybe for a lifetime. Maybe you will look at the course and you say, "They're just..." take from me all the time. I want to tell you this, that you're not overlooked by God. You're not overlooked by Him. He sees your sacrifice. He sees your faithfulness. He sees your tears, your heart for them. And He has placed you in this role, and so I just encourage you. You're loved in Him to persevere in the role that God has given you. Let me pray for you. God, I want to pray for our moms. I want to Thank you for the ladies of this church and the blessing that the riches you have brought to us through them, and and God, I ask that you would help them to uh, to persevere, to not give up. Uh, I ask that you give them joy for the journey, that they would be uh, have enough joy to continue and to see your good hand of faithfulness to them. I pray that you would give them fuel for the the opportunities of the day, the stretches for the day, and. God, I ask that you would bring to fruition faith in the children, and the next generation, the next couple generations, as we're grandparenting here as well. And God, we know that that's the ultimate encouragement to see the fruit that goes on in that next generation. And so, God, I ask that you would encourage our ladies now. God, we thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for being here today, ladies. Uh, There's a gift of a flower. Uh, It's not a flower. It was something else. Uh, We want to bless you today. We want to encourage you. Thank you for being here. You are dismissed.